the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Last Wednesday night, Ash Wednesday, began our Lenten journey. And at the very end of the blessing of the ashes, the service for the blessing of the ashes, we prayed this prayer. I want you to listen to this prayer as I read to you the words of this prayer again. It is filled with truths about our prayer and fasting and what our Lord is going to do in us and for us during this 40-day journey of Lent. See if you can hear them and then we'll talk about them. The prayer we prayed at the conclusion of the Blessing of the Ashes service was this. Grant, we beseech thee, O Lord, that we, who now with prayer and fasting do put upon us the armor of our Christian warfare, being defended by the power of abstinence, may fight manfully against all spiritual wickedness through Jesus Christ, our Lord. There are three things I would point out to you that we prayed. And these are truths of what Christ is going to grace us for in Lent. The first is this. Jesus' prescription of prayer and fasting graces us to have every weapon and every part of armor for the spiritual warfare that we daily as Christians will engage in all of our lives. The warfare that results in Christ our God sharing his victory over the fallenness within us and over our enemy Satan who wants to prick and tweak that fallenness within us, distracting us from God. In other words, through prayer and fasting, the very victory of our Lord Jesus Christ and all of those things is realized in our own lives daily. Secondly, we are defended by the power of abstinence, the prayer says. The power of abstinence. Abstinence, our abstaining from meat, our abstaining from our regular portions of food, our fasting and abstaining, it produces within us the fruit of the Holy Spirit, self-control. Something each one of us, if we're honest with our lives, is lacking in various ways. Abstinence, touched by grace produces the fruit of the Holy Spirit, self-control, and there is great power when the fruit of the Holy Spirit is born in the lives of ones who are filled with the very Spirit of God. You see, to abstain, to abstain in our normal daily lives is to throw down in Christ's strength and His authority every unhealthy craving, and every unhealthy temptation that stirs up within us in our fallen nature and we get the onslaught from, from our enemy, abstinence is a mighty defense against everything thrown against the Christian. And thirdly in that prayer, through prayer and fasting, we are enabled with Christ and through Christ, it says, to fight manfully against all spiritual wickedness, both within us, to overcome as Christ overcomes within us, but also to war on behalf of one another and on behalf of the salvation of the world. To fight manfully, no longer cowering as we tend to normally do to temptations and distractions and off we go with them, but to fight manfully. 
And I tell you that as we begin our journey through Lent on this first Lenten Sunday, that our Lord Jesus Christ is wanting to offer us through our increased union with him that we are going to experience during this 40-day journey with him through Lent, a journey back to him. That he wants to grant us the experience of each of these realities we just talked about in our own daily lives and not just during Lent, but to carry on far beyond Lent toward eternity. But note that all three of those things that I just mentioned to you that are given to us in that prayer, they are born from a prescription that our great high priest has given every one of us for these 40 days of Lent. Notice what the prayer tells us. It says, now, with prayer and fasting, that is the prescription, the prescription to life, the prescription to joining Christ in the nature of his overcoming spirit, even within us. It is done through prayer and fasting. And only then can we tr be transformed into his identity, which is our true identity, that being an overcomer of all things that work against the Christian. Our Lord both modeled for us prayer and fasting, and he paved the way for this to become a reality available to us from his own life here. And this is the focus always of the first Sunday of Lent. And we remember that everything Jesus Christ did as the incarnation, every aspect of his life, the way that he lived at every moment of his life paved the way for the salvation, of experience, uh, salvation experience for every human at every stage of their lives. And so he paved the way for us today for 40 days of prayer and fasting. We see this in the gospel of St. Matthew in chapter 4. We have the very narrative in the life of our Lord from which the healing and holy season of great Lent comes. And that is just after his baptism. Our Lord Jesus Christ is led by the Holy Spirit into the wilderness to fast for 40 days and then face his adversary, Satan. And you heard it in the Gospels. Jesus is led by the Spirit for those 40 days. And after he's fasted for 40 days, understand, our Lord Jesus Christ would be extraordinarily weak in his flesh after 40 days of fasting, not eating. He would be tremendously weak, but he would not be weak in his union with his father. And he would not be weak within himself, in his divinity. But Satan saw that after 40 days, and notice it doesn't say that Jesus was led into the wilderness for 40 days to be tempted. It says very specifically for 40 days he fasted, then the tempter came to tempt him. The tempter perceived the weakness of Jesus and came to him to tempt him. And like we see from now all the way through Blessed Pascha, here again, even in this passage, we will find that the deceiver is himself deceived by Christ. He perceives weakness. He will be met with fortitude. He will be met with strength. And so he throws what we see as three temptations toward Christ. And the church fathers make it very clear that these three temptations are mere umbrellas of every temptation that humanity will and could ever face from our enemy. Each one of them a different umbrella under which those temptations fall. Let's look at the temptations. The first one is Satan steps 
right into the very momentary weakness of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has not eaten for 40 days and is incredibly weak. And he says, Jesus, turn these stones into bread. Turn the stones into bread and feed yourself. You're hungry. And our Lord Jesus Christ turns to him and he says, Satan, it isn't bread that I need. I need my father. And every word that proceeds from his mouth. You know what he's really saying? And consider this for our lives. Because this is what we are to see. Satan always trying to warp in our thoughts. What Jesus is really saying is this. Satan, I don't need what you want me to think I need. I don't need what you want me to think I need. All I truly need in all truth and reality is my Father in heaven. That is all I need. And every temptation that you and I face in this life is always spun that way. To tempt us to think that we need to pursue or we need to have within ourselves something that we don't truly need. And it leads us away and apart from the Lord our God who is our everything. You see. The second temptation. He takes Christ to a pinnacle of the temple. And he says, Jesus, throw yourself down from the temple because scripture says he'll give his angels charge over you. And this was such a cheap suggestion that Jesus put his father to the test. Put his father to the test. And Jesus responds and says, Satan, thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. And so they move on to the third temptation. And this is the one I would say that if not the first temptation, this is the one that is the most common to us all. He takes Christ to the highest mountain. And he says, Jesus, look at all the kingdoms in the world and all their glory. I will give them all to you if you will just simply bow down and worship me. What's the temptation? Idolatry. Which we've been talking about. The temptation is idolatry. To love something, to desire something more than God and to worship that very object of our desire. Jesus is being tempted to idolatry and that is enough for the word of God and he literally cast Satan away with these words away with you Satan and what's the result of his authoritative firm command Satan must obey and Satan slithers away is what we might think of, away from Christ what God wants us really to see today from this is that with every possible temptation mankind would be faced at, which were thrown at our Lord Jesus by his enemy of old, Jesus absolutely never wavered. He was unmoved. He was absolutely perfectly resolute. We are seeing the nature of God, self-control, the firm stance against everything that would distract from the Father. And what are we like in our daily round, in the moments of our lives, with all of the different temptations and distractions that come our way? Let's just talk about it for just a moment. Again, not to see our shame, but to see our need that Christ desires to provide these 40 days for us beyond the 40 days. What are our lives really like? 
think about your lives and the distractions and the temptations. My friends, when life throws us curveballs, when life throws us storms, no matter what kind it is, and we're not sure how we're going to make it through it, we're not sure how we're going to have what we need, how we're going to feed our families, where we're going to live, how we're going to pay our bills, how quickly we succumb to the anxieties and the worries from all of these things that come our way. Our attention, let's be honest, our attention so quickly takes our eyes off Christ and tries to navigate the waves on our own. We try to figure out, we're going to plan this, we've got to do something about this, and so we have to, you know what, I've got to figure out a way how to turn bread from a stone. And our eyes are off. Jehovah Yireh, God, our provider, who is our, doesn't give us our sustenance, is our sustenance, who will illuminate the way for all of these things to work themselves out that we don't starve, that we have everything we absolutely need in him, but how quickly we take our eyes off of him. And so many distractions are thrown at us in this world, and my friends, they will never cease. So we need to grow in fortitude. We need to grow in strength from healing within from our Lord Jesus Christ during these days. All of these distractions and temptations to pursue other things. Live your life in the pursuit of X amount of success, achievements. Give yourselves over to entertainment so that it numbs you and you don't have to deal with the depth of the illness within your soul. Engage all of this. Give yourselves over to sensory pleasures. They're good for you. You'll enjoy them. Even the sufferings in this fallen world, Satan takes accompanied by our fallenness and makes incredible distractions for the people of God. Illnesses, viruses, wars, calamities, natural disasters. And what do we do? Our eyes go off our Lord and we succumb and we go. If we're honest about our lives, we would admit that we suffer from this lack of control, lack of self-control that truly manifests itself in what I like to call spiritual attention deficit disorder. And everybody knows what attention deficit disorder is. I don't make light of it. We have it spiritually. What is that? When a temptation comes, here we are focused on God. This morning we're in paradise. We see the kingdom of God. We see our prayers go up as the incense. We receive his body and blood in the Eucharist. Oh, and then we walk out those doors. And as soon as we walk out those doors, something hits us. A temptation. How quickly do our eyes lose their focus on the kingdom and paradise and chase after the temptation? Life throws a very harmful circumstance our way. And spiritually, squirrel. <laughs> Off we go, like the dog chasing it as soon as it sees it, losing all focus on what was before us. My friends, I tell you this morning that this is not your true self. It is not my true self. I don't care what we're used to. And it leads to the way of death, not paradise. It's not the life that anyone born of water and the Spirit. It is not the life that the Christian therein gifted with the very seed of God, life within us, 
is meant to live. And it is precisely why Jesus was led by the Spirit to fast for 40 days in the wilderness. And after the fast, stand firm against Satan, overcome him, and cast him from his very presence. Why? To sanctify the very path we walk these 40 days. So that as we walk these same 40 days, Christ within us is building within us the same fortitude. The same self-control is being birthed in our lives to sanctify the very path that he would offer us so that we could move from so quickly and easily conceding and giving in to every unbelievable temptation and distraction our flesh and Satan throws at us in, in the daily. And to encounter for once and an ongoing once, an eternal once in our lives. The realized victory that he has won for us. And he has shared with us, hear this. He has shared with us the very same authority that he had when he cast Satan away. He shares the same authority that we might cast Satan away. And when we stand firm against Satan and command him to depart, he has to slither away. Oh, he'll come back. But with every temptation, with every distraction, we are victorious because Christ was victorious. And he shares, us, shares it with us. You see, just as Christ, and we talk about the fact that Christ didn't need baptism, right? Christ never needed to be baptized. Why was he baptized? Because we needed baptized. We needed baptism. And the waters he created needed him. He went into the baptismal waters and from his presence in those waters, he blessed those waters for the cleansing of souls and the giving of the Holy Spirit in life, resurrection life. You have to see the 40 days of Lent the same. Jesus didn't need to fast. Jesus went into the wilderness and fasted and fellowshiped with his heavenly father for 40 days to sanctify the 40 days we're now in. So that as we walk these 40 days, we experience our Heavenly Father in such a profound way. We return to Christ our God. And in doing so, built within us is the blessed self-control we've been longing for. Because every one of us, and I've talked to so many of you, and you know this about me. I am sick of being so easily deceived and tempted. We all are. So Christ graced this 40 days that we might leave these 40 days far stronger and walking in his identity as an overcomer and the authority that he's given us. I read to you one last time that prayer. May it stay with you and me in Lent. Grant, we beseech thee, O Lord, that we who now with prayer and fasting do put upon us the armor of Christian warfare, being defended by the power of abstinence may fight manfully against all spiritual wickedness through Jesus Christ our Lord. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.